Welcome to the Rediscovering Your Creative Self podcast, where you get a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation for your creative practice. Perception is reality. There is great power in your own words and thoughts. It can be a power to use for positive growth for yourself, but it can also be a very destructive force in your work and in your life. What you say and what you think about yourself and your work create and taint your perception of yourself and your work. And over time, we actually become believers of our own press. We believe those thoughts, wherever they started from. You know, it may have been something that somebody else initiated into your thoughts, but either way, they are there. And I think it's important to address those things because if we can change our thoughts and our words about our work and ourselves as creative beings, then we're starting to have the ability to change our perception, which therefore will change our concept of reality. Just to give you an example of how our focus and what we focus on and what we think about is so powerful in our everyday life and so many things that we do. You know, do you ever buy like a new car or a bicycle or some kind of uh, significant purchase. And what do we do? We look online, we, you know, go to different stores, we look at different brands and we're walking or driving a car. All we see is that bike or that car, that red car, that Mazda, that Hyundai, whatever it is, we keep seeing that specific product. And the reason being is, is because we are focused on that. And instead of things being kind of noise in our everyday background, we are zoning in. We are honing in on those things because that's what our brain does. You know, when you're often out and about, we only see things, okay, that we're kind of looking for in a way. You know, if we're looking for that outfit or that dress or um, we're attracted to a certain kind of haircut that we're thinking about having. And so then we start looking at people that have kind of hair like ours or how, does it look good on them? We are constantly looking at and searching out throughout our day things that we are focused on. So if we are focused on, I'm not good at this, I will never be good at this. I'm not meant to do this, you know, blah, blah, blah. All the awful things that our inner critic, our ego tells us. And what we know scientifically is as artists, there's really nothing physical about us that makes us good at what we do. In other words, you know, if we were a basketball player and we were extremely short, um, that would make it a little difficult. So height does help in basketball. But for art, there's no like a height thing or, you know, something really specific that makes one artist better than the other. 
as a person who has been doing creative things my whole life, my daughter is a filmmaker and, and storyteller, my husband's an animator and illustrator, I'm surrounded by creativity. I've interviewed hundreds of, uh, you know, illustrators and animators and people who are glass designers, you know, from all disciplines. There's one thing that I found in common about all of these creative individuals is they're all hardworking. They put in the time. That's pretty much all there is. They put in the time. And the only other difference I can probably tell you is that they have a passion to put in that time. So in other words, I might say to myself, well, you know, geez, I'd really like to, you know, get better at, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, maybe playing the piano. I would never put in the hours that I put in as an artist playing the piano. I love the piano. I like the sound of the piano. But I'm not willing to put in that kind of time. Okay. I love to dance, but I will never be a professional dancer. There is absolutely no way I would put in the dedication and the training and the practice to be somebody who's really good at dancing or playing the piano. But yet I love both of those things. So people who aren't painters, who aren't artists, who make imagery or sculpt or whatever, they just, the difference that they really have is they don't have the actual passion so strongly to do it that they're going to put in the hours to do it because that's really the difference is putting in those hours. So let's get back to our element of perception. So if we're being real, okay, so if we say be real, reality, our reality, the generalized form of reality is people who are really good at things put in a ton of effort. And there's something that they're getting out of putting in that effort, good or bad, good or bad. You could have a great painting day, and then you wish you didn't paint at all that day because you probably have to fix most of the things you just spent the time doing. But we get back up and we keep doing it. There's something about wanting to get better at this thing. That's really the only difference. So when you cut yourself down and you say, well, I'm never going to get, you know, as good as this and I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that. What you're doing is avoiding doing the work, avoiding doing the practice. If we look at anything athletic, that if we want to be a, you know, a competitor in a marathon and we don't jog or at least run or work out in any fashion, how are we going to do that? Or if we're like a weekend hobbyist, you know, you, the reality is you got to put in the work. We know that when it comes to athletics, because it's like, oh, yeah, that's obvious. The other thing that's different about that athletics is most of us feel like when we're exercising, we're not cutting ourselves down necessarily. Well, I guess, suppose if we were an athlete, we would. But we kind of look at it as like, yeah, I'm exercising. I'm taking a jog. I'm I'm not during that jog analyzing everything about what I'm doing. Think about that when you're doing 
work in your sketchbook or your drawing. Anytime you're training yourself in your artistic approach, think about that same aspect. You, if you were jogging, you wouldn't be overly critical. You just do it, right? You just do it. It's going to do the same thing with art. Stop looking at what you're doing. Just do it. And through time, it definitely does get better. So all of those words and those thoughts about ourselves, it's a complete mirage. It's all falsehood. There's nothing to it. The reality, okay, is the work. It's plain and simple. I can't say it in any other clearer ways. It's the work. It's the hours. But there's actually another element to this. You have to get real with yourself, too. When you say, I want to be the best artist there ever was, everybody that creates, creates from a different place. You know, what's the best fruit? You know, it's all subjective. There is no best, okay? The only thing that we can do, that we can totally rock out of the park, is be the best artist that we were meant to be. Be the best versions of ourselves. Nobody is going to make pictures or create things in the way you do. The more you can get in touch with what makes you unique and makes your process and your desires and the way you manipulate and put things together that nobody else can, that is your goal. And nobody can be a better you than you. Nobody. That is something you are queen, king, whatever. You are the leader in that. You are number one in the line. Nobody can be a better you than you. Nobody can be a person that puts out the creative work that you do when you use things that come from yourself. So when we're thinking about our art and we're trying to follow steps, you know, and um, working our, our process out and when we're learning, we tend to look at other artists and kind of learn from those other artists. We get to a point where we have to choose. There's that crossroad, right? We have to choose. It's time to be me. I've gotten enough skills. I'm driving the car pretty good right now. I got to make a choice. I can stay down more of, we could call it an academic path where we're just doing academic training exercises or we can take that academic training and then we can shoot for where we want to go. In other words, we've learned, we've played all the musical bars and we've, you know, sung all the practice notes. Time to sing our own song. And when you're thinking about yourself, your perception of yourself, the reality is there's nobody else like you. Nobody thinks like you. Nobody acts like you. Nobody puts things together like you. Nobody has instincts in the same way that you do. You already, by birth and through life, are unique. So your creations, the closer they reflect 
your own individuality, the more that you're going to really find yourself moving into a path where you're in flow and things are moving, things are easier for you. And that inner critic is going to settle down because you're just feeling that you're finally found your place, your position, where you stand in that creative realm. You own that position. You know, it's time to write a new script. We need a new script in your head. If you've been telling yourself this or that, or it's never going to happen for me and all of these other crazy things that we all tell ourselves, it's time for a new script. Maybe that new script is, I am giving myself the gift to be the best version of myself when I create. I'm going to make my process and when I create, how I create, what I create, things that are part of me and make me happy and work with my life. They are will not only work with my life, they will serve my life. In other words, it's reciprocal. It's something that gives back to you in that unique way. And I, I, I want you to give yourself that gift of expression because ultimately, no matter what we do with our art, it comes down to that. It comes down to the uniqueness that we have to offer. That's what's going to shine and stand out from everything else. It's the gem that's going to be different. The wow factor that people haven't seen before. It's the stuff that comes completely from you. The thing that I see most people struggle with when it comes to embracing things that are different because they haven't seen it out there, confidence. It's just confidence. It's having the confidence to put yourself out there in that way, to do something different, to be more truly who you were meant to be creatively. It takes some confidence. But confidence, believe it or not, comes from repetition of doing. They even have studies that people who have phobias or fears and sort of these, you know, getting exposure to these things over a period of time lessens those fears. Like for instance, if you're, uh, know people who are afraid to go up on stage, you know, you give them things that they are doing that. And through repetition where they realize, well, this wasn't so bad, right? The more we do, the less afraid that we are to do things. Anxiety comes because of some unknown factors, you know, that we don't know behind the scenes. So that putting the work in, putting the practice, seeing yourself when things are good and pushing through those things, you know, when you're you're working on something, it's not working great. You push through it. You just taught your brain, hey, guess what? I'm not giving up here. I'm going to push through that. And then when you push through, you discover something. And so then that just gives you that energy of like, hey, I just did that. Cool. I'm going to do it again. One of the things that I also think is, um, you know, kind of important, we're talking about how we see ourselves and our words and our thoughts is putting up somewhere in your studio 
just some thoughts that you want to change. So if if our mind is a record and we've been playing this record over and over and over again in our head, and the minute you're in your studio and something pops up in your head that's negative, I want you to have somewhere in that studio to look. And you're going to look at it and it's going to say something along the versions and you can write your own scripts. I will give myself the gift to be the best version of myself with my artistic expression and my creative gifts. Something along those lines. So the minute the thought comes in, look to the wall, look to wherever, look it up, put it up on your easel, and you're just going to say it. And just kind of repeat those things to yourself. And how I'm going to get to be the best version of myself, I'm going to give myself the gift of try again. You know, that's uh, when my daughter was young, I always would tell her when things wouldn't go right, right? Or she wouldn't, um, you know, something she was working on didn't work out. I would say, well, you know, that machine, you know, in the Kmarts and the Walmarts when we go shopping. And she, my daughter was young at the time. There was these, uh, the claw, you know, the claw toy machines where the claw goes down and it picks up a stuffed animal or something like that. Um, you know, of course, me and my husband, we'd probably spend a fortune in quarters, right? Uh, and she'd call it the try again machine. So you, she'd say, oh, you got to try again. You put another quarter in. And eventually she always gets something. And it wasn't really that bad. It, you, probably three tries, you could get something. And what I tell my daughter is, do you remember the try again machine? If you keep trying again, you fix whatever you're doing, you know, like you, you made a mistake, you, you fix it and you try again. So this whole aspect of the power of try again. So you don't, you, you don't even, it's kind of like you shut off the aspect of failure acceptance, you know, when you're doing your art. Okay. You do something, it didn't work, you'll learn from it, you try again. You know, think of that claw, try again. Eventually you're going to get it. And you're going to get what in the end? You're going to get a gift. You're going to get something, some toy, some special thing is going to come from it. So if you focus on, okay, we talked about focus, right? In our perception, if you focus on that element where things don't go right, I'm going to have negative thoughts, you change your negative thoughts, and then you say, Focus, change, try again. What's going to happen when I'm trying again? I'm going to learn something from it or I'm going to discover something new. So there's always a, it's a change of negative feelings to positive feelings and work on that. I think those are things that are really important. As an artist myself, I always have to change my thoughts. It's not I'm incapable of having a negative thought. It's just how I, it's just my attitude of how I handle that negative thought. And everything that we do, you know, once our art goes out into the universe, and of course, most of us are, uh, you know, having shows or exhibitions, or we may have uh, competitions, everything's not always going to go the way we want. But I always tell my MFA students that if you do the best that you can, you put your best foot forward. If something doesn't work out, that was because it wasn't meant for you. Not that you weren't good enough because you, you, you put everything 
forward on something. It wasn't meant for you. There's something else down the road. You don't know what it is that if you would have had that one thing, you would have missed out on the next thing. This is something that I can tell you students have come back to me to tell me things that that has worked for them, that they understand. Even in my husband and I, in our personal dialogue um, as creatives and also with my daughter, is we always say, follow the path. So when something didn't work out, maybe a month later, two months later, there's always a discussion. Did you see the path? Did you see because we didn't get that? This, this, and this happened. We did something different. Something was working for us. I always think the universe is for us, not against us in some way. And so all of this stuff that I'm talking about has to do with attitude and has to do with focus. How we focus ourselves ends up being our perception of our work and ourselves. And that perception, because we start to believe it and we start looking for it like that car that we just bought, right? Or that car we're thinking about buying. We're looking at things everywhere for that. We're looking at how we fail looking out how we fail. And those things aren't good. So we can change that because actually, if you want to talk reality, that is not real. Those are all things that we have put in our own minds. So what I would like you to do for uh, this week is think about what your bad perceptions are and what are some of the scripts that you'd like to change. And put that out in your studio and somewhere that you can look at really quick. And the minute you get those negative thoughts, you're going to read what you have to say there and put yourself back in a power position on that. And I would even say it out loud, because if you're you use your body, you use your 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 voice. Something happens to the brain when you are physical. And we're going to talk more about this um, in other um, audio posts, but say it out loud. And every time you have that negative thought, think about how you can make those changes and see um, yourself in a different light so that your focus then changes. Okay. You're looking for the positive parts in your work. And there's a lot of positive parts in your work. Working on a picture, what's working? I really like that area. The composition is great. Oh, I'm digging this color I'm working on. Focus on the good parts so that you're not overwhelmed, so that you keep pushing forward, you push through, and you push through with a more positive mindset so that your perception of who you are becomes a positive reality in your, your, your creative practice. So with that, I say, create from the heart and have a great week. This audio series is part of my Navigating the Labyrinth of the Creative Mind Patreon endeavor. The site uniquely intermixes self-reflection and personal storytelling with exploratory mixed-media techniques and expressive approaches to art making, elevating the creative consciousness and guiding each person on his or her own path to discovering the creative spark that resides within. Check us out at www.patreon.com slash Lisa L. Sear 
and that's spelled C-Y-R. 